Welcome to the Red Half of Sheffield. This is a Sheffield United podcast by two American Blades fans. My name is Noah Snyder, and I am joined, as always, by Mr. Chad Jarvis. And how are you feeling, Mr. Jarvis, after that win yesterday? A much, much needed win for Chrissy Wilder's Red and White Wizards. Um, I will channel my inner Johnny drama from Entourage. Victory! Uh, <laughs> no, it was pretty good. I mean, uh, I, I think it was a, I think it was a thoroughly deserved win. I don't know. I'm, I'm saying that with a little bit of an inflection. Um, fair to say we probably could have had two and or Plus maybe three. three goals. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't want to draw anything and be like, oh my God, we're world beaters. We're back. Oh, we're back, baby. Um, but no, it was a, it was a, a, a game yesterday against a team that didn't have any bite. They were all kind of like, like yipping dog barking, but never really honestly gave us any like challenges any at any point. And that's weird for a Brentford side, but you can tell they're dealing with, They've got to be dealing with an injury list that's as long, if not longer, than us. And you can tell yeah. they're kind of limping through, hoping they get some of those bodies back. I mean, that is a – you could be looking at a Leicester where they just drop like a rock into the relegation zone. And that side and that manager, they're not that – they're not relegation fodder. And I don't think they will, but it's just you could have that look of like a Leicester where they just got – stricken with the injury bug and dropped in the relegation zone um but yeah it, it was it, it's fun to win again how, how are you no i'm doing well man i i, I want to just uh touch on you know the injuries that brentford had yesterday you know no rico henry no aaron hickey no brian mbeo i can't pronounce that name and buemo buemo yeah um Obviously, Ivan Tony has been suspended, and you know, He's a gambler. Was, He's a gambler. He's gambling when he can come back. Yep. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, the, the, I think it was stated between the sides that there were eighteen out, which is crazy. I mean, that's a lot of players between two sides. You know, you can almost, you know, get close to fielding two sides with that. You know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, I mean, well, you know, you take that, you take the win with the grain of salt that they had a lot of people out. They, they yeah. had a lot of guys out, mm-hmm. but you know, irrespective of that, um, I, I think that it, it's a fantastic win. Um, I'm not, I'm also with you, Chad. I'm not here saying, Oh, we're back. You know, the status is not back yet. And you know, that's something that like a couple of people have like messaged me, like, you know, are we back yet? Are you, are you willing to say that, that we're going to make a run of it. We're going to stay up. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that yet. Ask me again after boxing day, because if we go, if we go to Stamford bridge next Saturday and get a point, that's massive. If we go to Villa park and get a point also huge. And especially if we beat Luton who I, you know, I mean, that is, that's a, a big game. That is a massive, massive game in the context of this season. If we beat Luton um, away at, I'm sorry, that one's at Bramall Lane. If we beat Luton at the Lane, then you know that that is going to really spurn us on. But one victory, you know, 
I mean, it was a decent performance in the midweek. It was a great performance yesterday, but I want to see three or four performances of that quality before I'm willing to say we're back. We're going to make a run at staying up this season. Yeah, no, I, I get that. And, you know, as of time of recording, and this would be Sunday afternoon slash morning in, in these States, the live table Everybody around the bottom has played. Everton around 13 and 17th, and they've they've just hammered the hell out of Chelsea. Forest are probably the only only one in that mix right now, and they got a draw against Wolves yesterday. They're on 14 points. So we're already behind Everton, who are who, to be fair, have a bit of form rolling in. We're five points behind them, six points behind. Forest in 16th. I think it's I don't know. I think this one might be getting away from from all three teams down there. Honestly, in in just is like a non-united fan and non-biased. I think this league is the the rest of the league is already starting to separate us. I mean, Luton were up at halftime against Man City in their game to this this morning. Yeah. But it's there's a clear divide. There is a clear, clear divide between us three and the rest of the league. And it, it, you feel like the only one that could possibly drop in there is Forrest because if they lose again, they're going to sack their manager. They said it, but they drew yesterday against Wolves, so Steve Cooper gets to still have his job for another week. But if they lose, he's going to be gone. That's the only way we can hope they screw this all up and fall into the relegation zone. Honestly, I mean, Bournemouth might come back. They're on a bit of a form. I mean, they beat the hell out of man. In United yesterday, but yeah, I don't know where the hell that form came. But is it fair to say that it looks like it's us three going down at this point? Yeah, I mean, without a shadow of a doubt, you know. And I mean, we could come into some good form, you know, over the next four four weeks until really until we play City at the at the ad. Um, but you know, if we can get four points. Out of our next three games, I think that is massive for us. Yeah. That's huge. Your, um, emphasis, your emphasis would be on the three point, getting three points against Luton and taking either a point from Villa or Chelsea. Yeah. I mean, if we get six, then I'll really, really start to believe. If we get six from the next three, then I'll really start to believe. But, you know, I the game against Brentford uh, yesterday – you know, it was the most in control of the game that we looked. And, you know, the, the irony is that we didn't even have the majority of possession. You know, yeah. we were playing on, on the counter, nicking the ball away. Um, You know, we look, we had a couple. What I will say is that we actually were able to string a few passes together yesterday, which, you know, seemingly all season, we haven't really, really been able to do. You know, yeah. like concentrated play in the attacking half, you know, kind of uh, putting the ball around, uh, you know, swinging the ball around to either side um, and then, you know, trying for a cross or uh, being a little bit more direct and just playing through through the middle. That happened a couple of times yesterday, um, which, to be fair, you know, we haven't seen. We really, really haven't seen this season. There is – there was one part in the game, and I noticed we did this – actually, not one part, a, a decent majority of the game. When Brentford would have the ball – 
in, in like the beginning knockings of the game, it was almost like at a walking pace, and it was really boring. That that three quarters of the first half was really, really, really boring. Um, but I noticed we started to turn, ratchet up the pressure a bit, and we started to press. And once we started pressing, you know, like their defensive players in Pinnock and Yano and, and players like that, Brentford started to give the ball away a little bit more. And then we started to get more comfortable and we could string a couple of passes together. And yeah. we worked it, – it, it wasn't like we were completely hell-bent on working out of the counter. I mean, we actually went forward and had some attacking plays and attacking ability in in the opponent's territory, which is weird for us 15 or 16 games in the season to say. But just that's how bad we have been in the 15 games prior. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think set, and we saw like, you know, a little bit of this when Hecky moved to a back four um, earlier in the season. Uh, we saw, you know, a little bit more positive play going forward, not being as negative, not just kind of waiting for them to come on and then hopefully, you know, hoofing a long ball to Archer um, or McAtee to get on. Um, you know, we saw that a, a, a lot. I mean, and we even saw that against Liverpool, and we saw it a little bit against Brentford yesterday, just a little bit. Um, but I agree, Chad. I think you're absolutely correct. You know, we're actually playing the ball out from the back a little bit because we were not doing that at all. I mean, it was like every time we had um, a goal kick or, you know, Wes, you know, picked up the ball um, after a, a drive from the opposing side, uh, he'd just boot it down and then, you know, you, it's that hoof and pray. Um, and that's what that's what we were doing, you know, in the 2021 20, season that, you know, you and I complained about so much on this podcast. You go back and listen to any of those podcasts. That's what we're complaining about. And we were complaining about that earlier in the season. Um, so to see, you know, po more positive play going forward um, and actually playing the ball on the ground, you know, um, and driving down pitch with the ball at your feet. Uh, I, that's what, what I've seen out of the lads. Um, Vinny Souza, you know, actually is able to drive with the ball at his feet. You know, I didn't think he had that in him, but I've seen it over the last couple of games. And let me just say he had an absolute peach of a game uh, yesterday. I thought he was, you know, one of our better players um, on the pitch, winning the ball, um, going in for some hard tackles consistently. Uh and, you know, he was able to play the, like, he, I didn't think he could pick out a pass. You know, I thought he was only good for us for what he could do in defense, but the guy can actually pick out a pass every now and again. So, um, you know, he's kind of having a renaissance at the moment, and I think that's only good for United. Notably, again, no Norwood. Uh, Norwood, uh, um, he didn't start the game. What, he, was he even on the bench? Or was he suspended? Was on, yes? Yeah, was not on the bench. I don't think he I was suspended. No, maybe just maybe just a rest cycle, but yeah, yeah, yeah. really weird without him. In, or well, they worked almost better without him in there, and I hate to say that. Yeah. But, I mean, that's that's you know, and and it's been said by other content creators for United, but um, I think Wilder is like doing something that he hasn't really done in the past, which is giving the youngins a, a chance, blooding the youngins. I mean, Andre, who would have thought that Andre Brooks would have been able to come in, uh, play very well against Liverpool. And I think he had an even better game yesterday against Brentford. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And is it kind of like Hecky finding Illuminandai? <laughs> I 
it, I mean, I don't want to compare it to him, but I mean, no. it, it almost feels like that where where we have a youth player and it's just kind of on the, he was just kind of on the fringes. Then you bring him in and, you know, when he gets in around teams that are, have similar talent in that midfield, I mean, he kind of, he kind of shined yesterday. I think he won yeah. the club's man of the match for, for um, the game, but yep. you know, it's, he's almost finding like finding a diamond in the rough. And, and, and I like to see that we're, I mean, how many how many players are on the bench yesterday were were youth players? I mean, yep. besides Slamani and in Triori, I think there was only uh, the rest of them were youth players. Pack comes on. Who the hell heard of Pack? Not Black, nineteen year old, doesn't even have hair on his genitals. Probably still a virgin. <laughs> um, but I mean, yeah, when he came in, he didn't touch the ball. But I, I mean, it's it's. It's good because you you know we were in a winning position. And we still threw some of the youth players on, which is yeah, that takes balls. Yeah. I have to say, yeah, yeah. it does. It does because you would think one nil, we're going to shut up shop and we're just going to go ultra defensive and we're going to leave the kids on the bench. But no, Wilder's like, screw it. We'll just put them. We'll just put them in the game and see what they do. And I think a little bit Wilder almost feels like he's playing with house money, kind yeah. of. Because I don't think United are going to – I mean, he could come in and lose every game for the rest of the season, and I don't think he'd lose his job. Yeah. I don't think – like, he could he could lose 10 in a row, and I don't think he, he will lose his job. He, it's his to the end of the season. So why not go off the rails of a Swayze train and, and you know, debut some kids and see how they fit into this side? I've never heard that turn of phrase before, going off the rails on a Swayze train. Well, if you've ever seen Trailer Park Boys, you will know uh, what I'm talking about. Going off the uh, road on a Swayze train. <laughs> you see, that's that's a reference for my my little brother right there. He's the Trailer Park Boys fan amongst us. I'm I'm more of a Letter Kenny guy myself, <laughs> to be to be perfectly uh, honest. Anyway, um, Chad, what do you say we get into our our minute by minute review of of this one? Um, you know, look at, at halftime. We tweeted out that this was our best start to a match probably all season. And, um, you know, I mean, you said it, uh, you alluded earlier that it was a little bit boring. And I, I agree at times it, it wasn't the most entertaining of halves. Um, very few shots in the first half. I think we had a grand total of two shot attempts. And I think they might've only had one and, uh, you know, in that half, but, um, we much more positive, as we said earlier, uh, actually going forward. Um, and in the second minute down the right-hand side, uh, Bogle gets it to Hamer, who passes into the attacking end for Archer. He passes left for Trusty in space. He drives to the top of the box, has a shot that's blocked out by Onyeka, and uh, it's an early corner for United that nothing really comes from. Um, and then it was kind of back and forth, you know, trading possession for about the next 13 minutes or so 17th minute trusty goes in for a crunching tackle on Keen Lewis Park uh, Potter on the right. And, you know, what I think Chad is that that really kind of set the tone right there. You know, I mean, Keen Lewis Potter was not really involved in the game. No, he, they tried to force feed him the ball and they put him out wide and he just never really got going. He really never did. Him and in Visa, 
I mean, they tried to force feed the ball to them every time Brentford had the ball, and it just was there was nothing doing, absolutely nothing doing on either on account of either one of those players, which which was really surprising. But it just it just shows that man, if you if you take the steam out of one team, it really throws them for a loop. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Um, you know, the only problem I had with that challenge was that Trusty had to play 80 or so minutes on a yellow, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then a bit of controversy in the 28th minute, Wisa goes in hard. Um, I'm sorry, Onyeka goes in hard for uh, a challenge, first on Cameron Archer, which should have been a foul and possibly a card. But then after some decent pa- passing at the back from the back line, ball goes to Souza, who gets there first. Onyeka again with like a shin breaking challenge this time on Souza and live. I'm sure you thought the same thing that I did on the watch along chat yesterday that uh, that was a red. I mean, most United supporters thought it was a certain red, but VAR checks it and no serious foul play. I mean, that was a red for you, right, Chad? Easily. I don't know. I don't know what's going on in that that room and i understand they get a get a lot of stick and whew, rightly deserve from from the supporters to be upset with this yeah Vinny souza probably shouldn't have a leg or an ankle right now i mean that was uh that was as rough as they get i don't yeah. know how i don't know i i just want to hear how they adjudge that not to be a red card i mean it is it's everything it, you want a serious tackle. I mean, good God, I almost broke the dude's leg. Yeah, I mean, the, you know, the joke was, uh, you know, oh, he's not wearing uh, – he's wearing a United shirt, therefore uh, it's only a yellow, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> of course. Yep. 36 minute, Onyeka takes the ball off Archer, I believe, in the midfield. He drives about – to about 24 yards out before having a weak shot that's easily stopped by Wes. 37th minute giveaway in the Brentford half sees Vinny Souza on the ball. He passes for Hamer, who puts a really good pass over to Asula on the right. He has a shot that just goes into the side netting. But, um, you know, I mean, it's like you mentioned earlier, Chad. We're picking up the ball, uh, like, in the midfield. We're, we're stealing the ball off of them and then kind of springing the break. Um and yeah, Vinny Souza puts in a, a, a pretty good pass for Hamer, and Hamer's pass over to Asula was was fantastic. Yeah, between it was. split two defenders. Yeah, I mean it. It was good. It just you can tell it. We're a team that's not really had much possession this year because there is a handful of chances where we get in the we we just almost like lock up, and it's like. I don't know what to do when I have the ball at my feet. Oh my God, what do I do? And then we get we get into a situation where we're like, oh God. And then they give the ball away and nothing comes of it. And I felt like from this chance, something could have came from it, but also I, I can't say did well by hitting the side net. You'd have, you'd have liked him to put it on target. But I mean, really well worked play. You think if we have more possession and are more comfortable on the ball, he probably gets it on frame. Yep. No, I I, I agree with you there, Chad. 41st minute, Hamer with a shot outside the box that goes left after receiving a pass from Archer. Um, 
yeah, I think it, it's got to be a better shot selection there from from Hamer. Not a not a decent chance really at all. And then probably Brentford's most dangerous chance, maybe in the game, came at the 45th minute. Vitali uh, Janelle passes for Mope just inside the box. He lines up a shot, but a diving in Jack Robinson deflects the ball out for a corner for Brentford, um, of which nothing comes. But yeah, really, really good defensively from the entire back line. But I want to highlight both Jack Robinson and Anel Ahmed Hodzic, who I thought both had a fantastic game in this one. They did. They had a really good game. And that's, I mean, JLT's been been performing well all season, as we've we've known. He's been the bright spot in a defense that's shipped. I think our minus goal differential is minus twenty nine. Um, but no, I mean, Anel finally showed up. Almost, almost inklings of last year's Anel. Yeah. Now you know he he was almost more controlling, and you know stuff you like to see from him that we saw so often last year to see that there's a little bit of glimmer in there, like a little bit of hope that there's still that player in there. I mean, it's not bad. Yeah. I And here's the thing. I mean, I think it's been the captain's armband. That's really, you know, that he's taken to heart here. Very and, possible. Um, I think that's kind of spurned on his better performances over the last two games. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then into stoppage time in the first half, Brooks gets the ball in the box. He's challenged, but the ball is cleared, but only to Gus Hamer. He spots a wide open James McAtee to his right. Macca receives the ball, takes a touch, and curls an absolute worldie into the back of the net. Brentford keeper Flecken rooted to his spot. To be honest, I mean, Based on the reaction, I don't think anybody in Bramall Lane kind of expected that to go in as sweetly as it did, but it's a fantastic goal from James McAtee, and we needed that, didn't we, Chad? Yeah, I mean, even even while I was watching the game, I didn't think it was – I thought it was going over the crossbar, to be honest with you. I mean, it was like a perfectly floated ball that – nestled itself in the back corner is like okay yeah i'll take that and i was like i went nuts on the the watch along but it was a great goal from a uh what is turning out to be some player man city are gonna have if man city don't do anything with james mcatee that's gonna be a shame because i think there's there's quite a quite a good player in there you know yeah he he could be some type of player in a few years time but what a what a goal and it in honestly, I didn't want to say this in real time, but I thought I thought that was the game over there. Judging from what Brentford had done in the in in the first half, I was like, man, this might be the goal we need to get us over the line. And it, it turned out to be, but I was like, it was everything we needed. We were in control. You know, we were we were doing different things that we're not used to, and I felt like we had a bit of control, and you could feel like a goal coming from us. And then it looked like, yeah. oh, here's McAtee's shot's going to go wide. Oh, wow, here it goes. It's in the back of the net. It's 1-0. So, yeah, I, yeah. I really thought the game was over there when that goal went in. Turns out And, it was. you know, I mean, Wilder's reaction really said it all, didn't it? I mean, you know, just kind of going absolutely nuts. You know, I think he said, get the fuck in, like yeah. <laughs> read, reading his lips. Um I, and, you know, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about 
you know, the appointment and how people feel. But I mean, just seeing that, you know, that passion back on the line, um, really just, I, I don't know, it, it just brought everything back to me, you know, and all of a sudden I was, you know, in my late twenties, early, early thirties again. And, uh, you know, brought, I mean, he brought back my passion for this club yeah, and sure. you know, it just seems kind of like, it's like a rebirth almost, you know, and I, I look, I don't want to wax too poetic about Wilder because look, we're, we're two games in and yes, they were two decent performances. Um, but you know, just having that alone, I think is, um, that passion back, uh, you know, is huge, is huge for the club. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's especially to win at Bramall lane and get the crowd back behind you and get, it may be just a smidge of hope, but that's all you need to spurn the, the supporters on to get, you know, get them behind the team again. Cause you feel like we've almost been cut adrift from the team. How bad we've played, you know, yeah. you, you've almost, you've almost kind of, I wouldn't say put us on the back burner, but kind of tuned us down or tuned us out just a bit. And now this brings you back to the forefront. You're like, oh, you're, I'm all in here. Let's go. Yep. And look, it remains to be seen if this is just a new manager bounce. But, you know, if we can put in consistent performances like the two that we've put in, um, you know, in the last two games, I think we're going to start picking up points. Yeah. Be curious, if, curious. Whether or not that's going to see us up the table a little bit, you know, that remains to be seen. Um, but we just got to, I mean, we can only worry about ourselves at this point. You know, we can't really be table watching or score watching, you know, the other matches. I mean, yeah. you know, in, in, in the next couple of weeks here, I mean, there's going to be several relegation six pointers, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I mean, not just us against Luton. I think Burnley play Everton next week. Uh, Let me pull it up. I mean, yes, it, you know, Burnley play Everton. Yep. So, you know that. I mean, that's we we can't be score watching at this point. You know, when when push comes to shove, we just got to do, you know, with deal with what's in front of us. And you know, next week it's going to be Chelsea um, yeah. at Stamford Bridge. So we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. The second half starts. And United, again, kind of on the front foot early. They win a, a free kick about 30 yards out. And Hamer takes it. Ahmed Hodzic gets past his man, gets a foot to it. But unfortunately, it's called for uh, called back for a shirt pull. I think it was on Trusty. I'm not 100% certain. But um, it's, a, it's another really good ball into the box from Hamer. And I've noticed the last couple of games, he's put in a couple of perfectly weighted balls into the box over the top. Um, and, and we're a ser- I mean, there, there is some serious danger there. We just gotta, you know, make sure that we're not committing fouls on, on those sorts of free kicks, um, to give ourselves a fighting chance of putting the ball at the back of the net, you know? Yeah. I mean, we, we said this so many times and I'm, we'll continue to say it. This is a league of taking your chances. And if we don't do that, we're not going to win games. We're only going to get a few a game especially yep. against these better teams in the league. And if we don't take them, we're just going to flat out lose. I mean, there's there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I mean, it's, it's one of those deals where we took our chance yesterday against Brentford. Yeah, we could have had a couple more goals, and we didn't we didn't execute on those two chances. And, I mean, therein lies why we only won 1-0. I mean, it makes yep. sense. Yep. 
51st minute Baptiste passes for Yarmolek, who has a shot inside the box from the right-hand side, and Wes is there to make the save. 53rd minute, Anas Ben Slimani comes in for Will Asula after Asula picks up a yellow for a foul on Pinnock. And 55th minute, I mean, this was our best chance, I think, to get a second in this half. Instant impact from Slimani as Archer gets on a long ball down the right-hand side. He did that several times in this game. Um, you know, and I hadn't really seen him do that that much, Archer, um, to this point. But crucially, you know, he's getting on those long balls now. Um, Archer ends up driving, you know, down the right-hand side towards goal and then picks a fantastic pass for Slimani through the legs of a defender who has a shot that just is directly at Flecken, who's able to get a save a little left or right there, and it's a goal for sure. I mean, great pass by Archer, but I think that Slimani has to he has to finish there, right? Yeah, you got to make it 2-0 and you kill the game off, but he just knocks it right down the throat of Flecken and and unfortunately, it, it still remains 1-0. But, I mean, something that we hadn't seen from Slomani, which was uh, a nice nice change. Yeah. we've been wondering where the hell has he been, and he finally gets in. Yep, yep. And, you know, there was a little bit of play following that chance that was also excellent from Slomani to McAtee, who ended up winning a corner for United. Of course, nothing, nothing comes of it, but... Um, you know, it's just like those little plays that give you the, the platform to maybe get a, a chance off of a corner. But, I mean, we've been kind of terrible off of set plays this season, you know. Mm-hmm. 59th minute, again, Archer getting on a long ball and holding up, waiting for an oncoming Slomani who has a shot from well outside the box. It doesn't really test Fleck, and I think he makes a, a, a clean grab of it. But it's a decent strike all the same. United up, end up getting back on the ball, and McAtee drives into the box, like is almost to the six-yard box, and then is tackled at the last minute before he's able to pull the trigger. Um, and then from there, the pitch you know, tilted a little bit into Brentford's half, um, but not before the 63rd minute, a fantastic cross into the box by Bogle for Brooks, who first times it across the box looking for Archer, and again, he is tackled at the last second by a Brentford defender. I'm not sure if it was me, but I thought me had a pretty pretty good game for Brentford. Um, he's some defender, you know? Yeah, he is He is a Premier League defender. I mean, last-ditch defending, and uh, probably thwarted our second chance to go up 2-0. We don't, and still stays 1-0. Yeah. yeah, if Archer gets that ball, it's a bona fide chance, you know. Mm-hmm. 68th minute, decent chance for Brentford as uh, Janelle crosses for Wisa, who heads the ball, albeit weakly, at clean sheet Wes, who catches it, you know, relatively easily there. And then 69th minute, nice. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen um, anything quite like this before. I mean, Wes... Catches that ball, okay, um, off of the the header from Lisa. Uh, I think Jack Robinson goes down for a little bit, and then play is restarted. And then he, like, absolutely boots it off of Mopé's back, you know? I mean, can you imagine if that ball went in the back of the net? What What's the call there, you know? I mean, it ended up being a foul, I think, on, on Mopé, because the law says you're not supposed to get in into the keeper's way when and- he's playing out, but... And to be fair, 
he was walking away. Now he was dragging his feet. I understand that. So Wes, I mean, just blasted right off the back of him. That's got a little bit more speed. Now, granted, it didn't count, and it probably wouldn't have counted. But you never know. The right ref calls that the right way and calls it a goal. I mean, Mope was doing it the whole time. And, you know, the commentator did say, hey, look, he turned his back. And, you know, he he, he turned it. You know, he was heading back towards towards it. And, and Wes just, I mean, dummy just blasted it off of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, and it's funny because there's been enough times this season where I've seen how close – you know, the there's like the opposing striker is. And I was like, at one point, Wes is going to boot it off of somebody. And mm-hmm. sure enough, that, that ended up happening in this one. Yeah. But um, thankfully, nothing came of it. 80th minute, Archer with a strong challenge on me to win the ball in the attacking half. And he's away, drives into the box before having a shot that's saved by Flecken. And you think with just a little bit more pace, he wouldn't, he was, he ended up getting kind of pushed to the right a little bit and then had the shot. But if he has a little bit more pace there, I mean, he probably would have been one-on-one with the keeper able, you know, either try a dink or, or slotting it to the left or the right there. But um, yeah, I mean, you got to put that down as another chance for us to kill the game off there. Yeah. You like to think so, but just, just didn't do it. Just, just, I don't know if it's a lack of quality or a lack of finishing ability, but just you're because all these chances that we rule, you're like, oh, Brentford just needs one chance to hit it, make it one one, and we're screwed. Bro. We're not taking three, we're taking one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, 82nd minute, Slomani with an excellent steal. He drives, like on the right hand side, he drives into the box past me, and, you know, he was at a difficult angle but has a side of goal and he just puts it into the side netting. I mean, disappointing to miss that close, but I, I will say, you know, that it's just another example of Slomani's fine play in this match. Uh, I, I, where has this guy been? I, I, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. It almost makes me think that it was a little bit of just, he hadn't shown it in training. And then when Wilder comes in, Wilder saw something and said, Hey, maybe we'll put him in off the, off the bench or something, you know, seemed to work. Yeah. Seemed to work. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, you know, he could be an impact sub for us moving forward. Yep. For sure. 86 minute Robinson wins the ball in the midfield. He springs Archer who drives to just outside the D and has a shot that misses pretty badly. Uh, you know, to the right of goal. I mean, he had City Peck and Hamer joining to his right. Perhaps he could have slipped the ball to one of them. But um, yeah, I mean, I think that was maybe a little bit too early to shoot from Archer. I think he, you know, he'd had his chances all all day to get on on the score sheet, and I think he just, you know, saw a side of goal and went for it. Yeah, think yeah, I, I agree with that. It, that was a forced shot. He he could have looked to. Um pass that one off to, to somebody else that was wide open. That was a really forced shot, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, look, Brentford had some urgency in the final 10 minutes. There was, like, a handball shout, like, at the death. But, I mean, it, they didn't really conjure anything. Match ends, and as we said already, massive, massive three points for the Red and White Wizards. Chad, who was your man of the match in this one? Mm. I think I'll I think I'll match the club and I'll go with Andre Brooks. I, I think he uh, he put in a shift. He put in a shift. Uh, 
fair fair chance to to give it to JLT. We'll be missing him against Chelsea on on Saturday because of yellow card accumulation. Right. right. So that back line gets even thinner. Uh, who knows? But yeah, Andre Brooks for me. Yeah, I've had, Brooks is obviously a good shout. I think Jaden Bogle quietly had a great game. Um, Archer also had a good game. Uh, you know, you could give it to McAtee for the goal, but he, he he didn't play. I don't think he had a complete game. Yeah, he had that moment, and then he had a couple of drives um, moving forward. Uh, I think that I, Brooks is spot on for me as well. I mean, I yeah. think the club got it right. I just think that he was kind of <clears throat> everywhere doing the little things, the intangibles that, you know, don't show up on the score sheet. Um, but you know, help you win games like this. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. So we move on. We have Chelsea next weekend. It's a three p.m. GMT start. Uh, that is the sixteenth, right? Yeah, sixteenth. That'll be the sixteenth. I'm going to be on Easy Street then, man. I'll tell you, my last day of work is uh, the fifteenth of December. So Lucky. I will very happily be watching that um, and on vacation, but uh, a, a trip to Stamford bridge. And uh, you know, who can forget that game in 2019, that two, two, uh, what, what a game that was, um, you know, go down two nil and yeah, Callum Robinson and Lise Mousset. I think it was an own goal, the second one. Um, but both Callum Robinson and Lise Mousset, you know, kind of putting their fingerprints on that one, um, you know, that that was the game, Chad, that season when I knew it was going to be a special season. And yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it, really, it really, really did end up being a special season. But let's talk a little bit about Chelsea. Two nil losers away um, from a Chelsea perspective to, to Everton today. Um, and they look bad. Uh, I had a chance yeah. to watch a little bit of this game. And, you know, they really, really did not did not impress, you know, um, I, especially their, their back four, you know, I, I thought, I thought uh, James did not have a good game at all. Yeah. Um, and as well. It's, it's one of those things where you look at an individual stars and they're trying to make a team out of them. And I mean, Chelsea's lone bright spot was Cole Palmer. I mean, I watched that game. I yeah. actually finished up the Chelsea preview and then turned it on and he was the brightest spot. They're just – you're not going to have cohesion in a quote-unquote – all. this looks like an all-star team with all this individual talent, but it will never gel and they'll never put results together because you can't you can't put all these egos out on the pitch and want to try and get a result. So, I mean, that's the one player, honestly, that I think we have to look out for is Cole Palmer. Yeah. Man, yeah. McAtee's Man City teammate. So this is a shambles. This is a shambles of a Chelsea side who two years ago were lifting the European trophy. Now uh, their owner just spent $700 million to bring Shohei Otani to uh, Los Angeles. So um, <laughs> my Dodgers, baby, my Dodgers, his eyes are other where or other in other parts of the, the world, as opposed to his football team. Golly, yeah. this is a, uh, this but, is a chance. I mean, yeah, but on paper, this side is so fucking like it's so good. On I mean, Mo Moises Caicedo, Gallagher, you know, Mudrick. I, I and then look, you on the bench, you've got like today they had Raheem Sterling, Petrovic, and and Matson. 
you know, all, all of whom who came on. You also have Tiago Silva and is an aging Tiago Silva. He's how uh, old is Tiago Silva? Nine years old, still yeah. playing in defense. And, yeah. and based on the preview we did, that'll probably be out after this pod. He's their he's their uh their stalwart in the back line. And if he's not playing, they are they get they are very susceptible to giving goals, which yeah. is surprising. I was very surprised. So I've been saying it for a couple of weeks, and I don't know if I've come out and completely said it on this podcast, but I think we win this game. I think wow. we do. I think we go in, I think we go in and in, in win this game. And it's not a shock, but I think this is and I I'll be completely wrong and they'll beat us four or five nil, but I just think that this Chelsea team is headed in the wrong direction. And hell, they can finish closer to the relegation zone than honestly. Many people think this team looks like a 13, 14, 15 place team. Wow. That's pretty bold, Chad. Yeah. That's, that is yeah. a hot take and a bold prediction. Um, but as far as United are concerned, how do you see us lining up in this one? Well, the question is I think you put out the same lineup minus JLT. Yeah. Who comes in for JLT is the question. I, God, I don't know who we put in there. Osborne? I, I mean, I mean, who do you have on the bench that you put? Um, yeah, that's low a, in defense, Larucci in defense, maybe. It's a good question. I mean, it, what do we know? What Baldock's timetable is to come back? Yeah, when's yeah? If if Baldock by some grace of God is is healthy for that game, maybe you put him in there. Yeah, but I mean, go with youth and Sariki. Do you go with Larucci? Yeah, yeah. He was healthy, but he wouldn't start. R&D? Yeah. I think if R&D was healthy, he, he would slot right in there for, for yeah, JLT. Yeah, if I, that's what I said. If he was healthy, yeah, he'd be right yeah. in there without a shout. Shadow yeah, I mean, he's, he's back on the grass, as they say. but so That means he's eight months away. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know if he's had contact or not. I don't, I don't think so. We got a better chance of Chris Basham playing than R and D. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, my hope is that you know that for that he'll be back for that Luton game in a substitute appearance. I'd like that. I, mean, I and I, he's he's a player who could really change this side. I mean, our left, the left has been the weakest part of our mm -hmm. defense all season. Can you imagine a back a back four of uh, JLT, RND, Anel, and Balduck or Bogle. I mean, that is a decent back line. Yeah. Yeah. And so the whole thing is, is it, it's important here because we're about to get into the festive period where they come thick and fast, similar to the championship. I'm, I'm crossing both my fingers to hope we don't have, we don't sustain any injuries and get past Man City in relatively healthy condition. To give us a game against Jungham in the in the third round of the FA Cup, where we can almost have like a breather, you know, you don't care. I, I don't know if we want to do another run in the cup again this year, or do you want to just take it one game at a time and you know maybe give us a little bit of a respite for uh, against Jungham. Yeah, I do see the kids coming in for that. I mean, I don't want to get too into that because it's so mm -hmm. far away at this point. Who knows? Maybe the cup is all we'll have to play for by that time, um, but. You know, but the, at the same time, I, I think that probably 
uh, the kids will come in, you know, when we do play Gilliam. Um, McBurney, he comes back after a two-game uh, ban, and he slots right back in for me. Yeah, that, I mean that's that's probably your only two changes, honestly. You think? I mean, you put McBurney in, and then whoever's going to replace JLT. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, hopefully, it, hopefully, we you know we're able to be on the front foot for most of the game because Lord knows we're not going to be able to defend for ninety minutes against Chelsea. You know, God no, God no. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be an interesting one. Um, how about a score prediction from you there, Chad? I think I'm going to go 2-1. I think it's it, – it, this could be either 2-1 or 2-0 in my eyes. Now, I, I'll probably get I'll probably get this completely wrong, but for some reason something's been telling me that we're going to beat – this is our one game that will beat a top six or eight side yeah. in, in classification. But I think we go and I think it's – I don't want to say convincing, but I there's, I there's something in the water that just tells me we score two. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to see that. I'm, I'm going to say another one nil to the to the Red and White Wizards. I, I think that the defense has been solid. What I've seen, um, hopefully, you know, the loss of JLT is not enough that we, you know, kind of crumble defensively. Um, hopefully, you know, the way Wilder picks the squad, um, we'll have enough coverage. In the back, I think he'll probably set up Vinny Sousa to play, you know, almost as a as a um, a part of the back line. He'll he'll be that far back um, throughout throughout that match. But um, yeah, we'll, we will see. We will see. Any other final thoughts before we wrap up here, Chad? No, it's just, it just it kind of gives me uh, a little bit of hope now. But, but as they say, hope that kills you. So when it we is get hope that kills you. I feel, when we get stuffed five nil against them, then we're like, "Oh yeah, we suck again." <laughs> oh no, we suck again. <laughs> we suck again. Little water boy quote from you there, or for you there. All right, um, do check out the preview pod, which I shall be getting up probably today. By the time you're listening to this, um, it is likely that will be up on YouTube on our channel, Red Half of Sheffield. Please give that a subscribe and definitely like that Chelsea video. Chad does put a lot of hard work uh, into these getting, getting uh, the opposing supporters on um, to, to talk a little bit about the upcoming matches. So definitely do check that out. If you're not subscribed uh, or following us on social media, please do uh, at red Sheffield on Twitter X at the red half of Sheffield on Facebook at red half of Sheffield on Instagram, you can follow me, Noah Snyder, at SunPuck on Instagram and at Nessman930 on Twitter X. And Chad, where can the people follow you on social media? C Jarvis underscore 13 on all the social medias. Until next weekend, when United head to Stamford Bridge to play Chelsea, up the blades, Chad. Up the blades. Come on, you red and white wizards. Mm-hmm.